Welcome to The Complete Musician, creativity at its core, exploring innovative musical ideas, thoughts, and techniques for the modern musician in today's society, with your hosts, James Nagus and Drew Phillips. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Complete Musician Podcast. I'm Drew. And I'm James. And we are continuing along our mini-series. That's me clapping. I don't know if it really came through. So we are continuing along some conceptual acquisition through creative practice, which is just our... A fancy title. Yeah, that sounds like a thesis. It does. It it needs more, like, name, colon, indent, next line, the rest of that sentence. Way too many big words, and then that's right. And I mean, all of this is just our like really complicated way of saying how to get better by using creative practice. Perfect. So, uh, so the last one we did was on trills, which is kind of a kind of an advanced technique. That's not something that like little kids are gonna do. That kind of thing. Well, it's something um, that we want them to start doing so then they get better or faster. Definitely. Right. And but it is a tough one. Right. It's definitely something to consider and to introduce, uh, as, you know, as early as you'd like, especially flexibility. I mean, that trill is just flexibility. Yep. Uh, but today I wanted to talk about something that everyone has to think about. And so next kind of concept to get better at is articulation. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's so, a big one. Yeah, and we I mean we all have to articulate and I think the hardest thing about articulation is that the tongue really gets in the way a lot. You know, it does, but on also, I mean something I found and and I may be jumping the gun here, but with a lot of um, high school students or, or students going into college is that sometimes is the opposite is true, is that the tongue isn't engaged at all, and it's just a lot of air attacks. So um, I've had talking that about yeah. articulation is super important. Yeah, I've, you're right. I've seen both of that, uh, both sides of, of the spectrum. I've seen the people that don't articulate at all and just air attack everything. Actually, true story, when I started playing, started on trumpet, and when I started for my whole first year, I didn't tongue once, mm-hmm. like not at all. It wasn't until when I was in seventh grade that someone told me, like, every time you play a note, like, you're shaking, like you're moving, like your shoulders are going up and down and, like, your chest is moving. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you actually, like, saying ta at the beginning of the note and i realized like no i i wasn't well, at all we're told use your air use your air so naturally just huh huh right i'm right. using my air it was, sounds coming out so yeah. i was absolutely doing that and so no i know exactly what you know what causes that um and you know uh i, I fixed it at that point I'm, but then again i've had to continually work on articulation throughout my playing career because it goes in and out you know as you get better things change and physically as you get bigger and um, things become different so we're constantly searching for that most consistent articulation but anyway apart from all of that um, I want to talk about how you can work on articulation maybe in a different way than just setting on a metronome and doing it right Mm -hmm. like I know especially in uh, or when I was 
or, or sometimes when I'm even practicing um, and I'm going for really even articulations, sometimes I'll set a metronome and just, you know, methodically tongue really consistently, you know, giving breaks and stuff to practice entrances and practice, you know, solid sound and tone. Sure. But that's really not that exciting. No, and it's really it's, dry. Like a lot of working on technique is. Right. And, sometimes. And now I'm not going to say that's not necessary, but at the same time, I'm there are other ways that I've used articulation and with myself and with my students that could make it much more exciting. So anyway, uh, you know, we know that coming from, you know, uh, air a grill, that we love playing some games. Right. <laughs> Anytime you can hide a technique, it's like hiding a medicine in cheese, right? Hide technique within a game. It's a spoonful of sugar, and it it, uh, it really does kind of mask the monotony of you know, doing something when you can make it into something that's actually fun. So also, I don't know if anyone hides medicine and cheese. I just thought about that, but I think maybe. you can invent a market for it though. Right. Medicinal cheese, medicinal cheese. I mean, I don't <laughs> like cheese personally, but that's no one's perfect. <laughs> no one's perfect. <laughs> so what are some examples of some games that you use with your students? So of course, one of those is call and response. I mean, I think that's one of the first things um, when I think of practicing articulation, because as the teacher, I can demonstrate the articulation that I want them to use, and they can just repeat it back to me on increasingly more complicated rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, using, you know, at first, I, uh, I and maybe this is something to, for teachers to think about, but I know when I've done articulation with little kids, or at least first beginning students, I find that rapid articulation is easier than doing like long note articulation. Huh, you know what I mean? Interesting. This is what I found. This is again. I'd love to hear responses on this. Um, when I first teach kids, when I, I've taught beginner band camps with kids who have never done the horn before, and when I get them to spit out uh, articulation quickly, they don't think as much and they just do it. Like I mm-hmm. always say when it comes to tonguing, I heard from a teacher to think about spitting a seed because spitting a seed, like a big watermelon seed or even a sunflower seed, um, kind of puts you in that really great embouchure and makes the tongue come, uh, like uh, come back instead of strike forward. So your air's coming forward and your tongue's coming back as opposed to your tongue having so much action of striking forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've used that analogy with kids, and it really does work. Um, and even with students in college. So I actually find when they're going tua, tua, tua faster, when they're starting, when they're starting, uh, that actually helps them get more of a feeling of where the tongue has to go. And I've learned that when I do kind of longer notes first with articulation, they have so much time to think about what the tongue does, they stop connecting. Does that make yeah, sense? they're probably just not using their air well at that point. Yeah, they're, uh, and, and they're not thinking and about supporting, it. right? Yeah, so and, and there's too much going on, like support at the same time. But anyway, um, apart from all that, I've used uh, I, I've, I use when I'm doing call and response more rapid things at first before slowing things down, um, and in multiple rhythms, and it really helps. So call and response is one game that I like to use, not only on one note, but then again moving to multiple notes like scalar passages and stuff like that Mm -hmm. well i I think it's important to point out too that 
in both of these um, exercises, both the watermelon seed and the colon response, uh, there's a big portion of this is demonstration and modeling. And I know sometimes talking about articulation, it can be confusing. Like, well, what does the tongue do? Can well, what is the inside of the mouth? And it's it's like big mystery. So instead right. of doing that, I think if there's ways, like you said, with the watermelon seed or with just listen to this, try to match it. I think that is really important. Demonstrating the different types of articulations that you want to do because there's a big continuum in terms of articulation as well. Absolutely. Um, some people think T syllables, D syllables. I mean, there's a whole range of stuff. Right. And you don't want to get paralyzed by analysis of right. where's the tongue striking, especially especially with younger kids. Not that I'm gearing this towards younger kids, but I think that's exactly. a real uh, – it's one of those fundamentals that, honestly, I think we can all return to at times. Right. As well. But in terms of yeah, call and response, it's it's more – it's not like, hey, well, let's work on articulation. It's, hey – Let's match this. And make, right. right. You're making it again. You're not telling them you're working on articulation, but they are. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, move, again, starting at like doing one note kind of repetitions and then moving on to multiple notes as long as they're successful in knowing what notes they're going for, which can mm -hmm. be scale study too. But we can get into that later um, on another day. That not the topic. Anyway. Uh, so then after that, of course, is like we were saying, call and response, but just playing some simple tunes. And one of the things I like to do is taking simple tunes and adding articulation to it. So doing, I mean, we talked about like Mary had a little lamb and twinkle, twinkle, like little subdividing star. things or and, adding yeah. additional articulations. Yeah. Like subdividing, uh, subdividing down, uh, even further into, I mean, you can introduce complex rhythms um oh, when you're yeah. when you're doing these things i mean of course we can take the the normal uh mary had a little lamb and separate those quarter notes of the melody into just eighth notes um into 16th notes into triplets you can even get into cool things like 16th eighth sixteenths, like da -da, mm -hmm. da 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 you know cool like syncopated kind of rhythms and rhythms that everyone has problems with right and even i mean it could be really cool introducing those rhythms uh, because that's not normally things they're going to see, but they can at least get it in their heads. Then maybe afterwards you can even get a little bit like on paper, since we're doing a lot of things orally, talking about doing things orally, and show them this is what you played. So when you have this rhythm, like in music later on in life, you'll know exactly what to do with it. Yeah, that's great. So um, anyway, so those are those are just two kind of games I play with younger students when it comes to articulation. Now, I also want to talk, uh, when it comes to articulation, that's kind of fundamental stuff. I also want to talk about multiple tonguing because multiple tonguing is a skill that everyone needs to have, even if mm -hmm. it's, you know, it can be tough to acquire, I think. It, it was not something that came naturally to me. Well, for me, it was something that I didn't have a good single tongue, so I developed a slow double tongue before I developed a fast single tongue. And that's still something that I'm honestly working on. I work on, on multiple tonguing to make it even as much as I can, um, but especially if I have something that I know is coming up, uh, which requires me to do it. So, I, yeah, it's, it's still concept stuff that we need to practice. But one of the games that I found with double tongue uh, and, and of course, triple tongue uh, is the back tongue. I always find it's hard to make it as even as the front and to continue the air through. Oh, so course. 
one game that I like to play, this is kind of fun to do with more advanced students because they're listening more for evenness, is to play a game where maybe even sitting back to back or someone close their eyes and you play like a string of notes or maybe just one note with one of your tongues, like the front tongue or the back tongue and ask them which one was it. Mm-hmm. And then get them to do the same thing. And if you can't, at some point, you're no one can tell, you know, which you're using, front or back tongue. It might, be, it must be pretty even. Yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> that would be a really uh, good uh, articulation if you can do that or guh. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, like I said, that's something I still work on. But that's um, that's a game I like to play. Um, it's hard, and it makes them listen too. Yeah, and it makes them notice the difference. Uh, not only when they're producing, but when they're listening. So again, it's connecting that, listen to this, so you can hear what it sounds like, do this to make it sound like this. One thing I used to do, because I was really bored, uh, this was more in high school band when I didn't really care, was anytime we had a march, I would just play everything on a gut articulation, gut, 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 because I would be practicing the weak one in a situation that it didn't really matter. Of course, you don't want to perform poorly in ensembles but you know uh, you can challenge yourself to take a normal etude maybe i don't know um cobrash number one ga, 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 you know do it all on the back tongue and that that's a workout hard. oh yeah yeah or even like cobrash three oh wow that'd be uh, really some people will probably think it's blasphemous but uh it kind of works and hey, then you, you works. could graduate to double tonguing and yeah Shoot. yeah um but anyway, that's just for evenness. Um, and funny story, I did the exact same thing when I was in high school band. I one day, or maybe for a few days, I just played everything on the back tongue just to see, like, if I could notice a difference. I totally did. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> totally not as clean at all, and missing entrances. It was funny. But in the grand but scheme of things, no one noticed or no, cared. No, no. Um, yeah, it, but it was a great way to to utilize that and just isolate it. Uh, so maybe anyway, not on a Sousa march, but maybe on a King march, you can go ahead and do that. There you go. Uh, so taking that, uh, the evenness of the, the tongues goes into connecting them. And so the next, uh, of course, another game we can play is just taking, again, normal tunes and just subdividing up. Um, you can also make games that I think is kind of fun and, and kind of brings out a little competitiveness with yourself is I mean it does require a metronome, but kind of clicking up to see how fast you can go. I think that's a normal part of practicing multiple tonguing anyway. But especially if you make it into like a competition. Oh yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know if people do that a lot, but I certainly did. I certainly like found like the speed of quarter note equals whatever that I could sixteenth note double tongue cleanly at, and then. Uh, tried to beat it every day by like one metronome marking up. Um, this just makes me think of middle school band where we actually had scale speed contests. Yeah. And it was the most terrifying thing in the world. But you well, go not... down the line and you, whoever could play it fastest won. Wow. I don't know what kind of awful school you went to, but that was, <laughs> it sounds terrifying. <laughs> I did not have It that wasn't the experience. idea that was bad. It was just the playing in front of everyone as a middle schooler was terrifying. That's actually, so, you know, I found that middle schoolers, uh, especially when they're young, they don't, they want to play. It's when we get older that we're like, Ooh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't do that now. Yeah, no way. I would not sit 
in you know the symphony section and be like all right everyone let's all right we're gonna have a double tongue contest who can go the fastest right right but no setting goals is is great um you know if you can equate it to like the trend in mobile games these days with like one two or three stars you can set a certain tempo marking to one star one then two stars and three stars and you know every time you hit that goal maybe you buy yourself a ice cream cone or something Ooh, food reinforcement is the best yeah. kind of reinforcement. Absolutely. Pavlov would totally agree. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's – anyway, those are just some some kind of games that I like to play with myself, my students, to uh, try and de- develop articulation, both single and multiple tongue. You can use, again, the goal of articulation, metronome marking thing. You can use that on single tongue as well. Um, it's not complicated, but it, those are just some ways. I'd love to hear more. Like, if people had ideas, that'd be cool to hear. Um, but that's that's what I've got uh, on this little bit of articulation. Yeah, so, sounds good. There's a whole it, lot of different creative ways. Um, and a lot of the creative exercises we talk about can kind of feature a number of techniques. So, um, But yeah, like you said, if any of you listening out there have some activities that have really been successful for you or if you found it motivated your students let us know we'd love to hear and share those as well so next uh next time we convene for our podcast i'll have another technique and another set of kind of created activities that we can use to get better at some kind of concept or skill on the horn Uh, but before we go i want to talk about how it is the summer now and you know baseball long, hot dogs uh, baseball suntans oh, hot dogs yeah going to the beach beach yeah if you've ever seen the beach there's no there aren't any around here if you well not yeah i guess not where you live no um i always find it astounding that people haven't seen the beach for the ocean but i guess i shouldn't it just is yeah. weird to me anyway also don't bring your horn to the beach if you go please i don't want to see a picture of your horn on the beach just leave it at home Besides, Please, sand gets everywhere, and sand no one likes it. Ugh, it's everywhere. Anyway, so it's summertime now, and a long time ago, uh, we did a podcast on summer chops. And uh, if you're struggling to find things to practice this summer, you know, you may not have your local ensembles. Um, if you're in school, you really don't have a lot of people to play with, and you're kind of stuck inside your house, but you want to stay in shape for your next school year, whether you have... Uh, good rep coming up you have auditions you're taking or Or you just want to be responsible or you just want to be a good person like we tell all our students to be yeah uh and keep playing over the summer uh go and look at our website because we have a summer chops routine written out that's like day by day for what isn't it two weeks right it's like it's a pretty big plan yeah yeah and it's like the literal you know amount of minutes you should spend on conceptual ideas and overtone series things and scale patterns and then any kind of literature we have all the minutes planned out it's like a workout plan that you can use for the summer and gradually increase over time so that you continue playing and it gives you days off so and you you can use it as a routine to get back in shape if you took time off or you can feel free to use the same exercises to stay in shape during the whole time Right. I mean, it's really designed for, uh, it, like you said, those two purposes. It's designed to get back into shape after the summer or through the summer as pure maintenance. 
And I think the website there is uh, coremotohorn.com slash downloads. But uh, either way, if you just go to the Core Moto Horn website and then there's a link to downloads, it's it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, so go check out that content and go listen to our podcast where we talked about what we did uh, to kind of formulate the summer chops and how to combat that. Anyway, well, that's all we've got for this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, especially on this topic, feel free to email us or just to give us a comment below. Yeah, we'd love to hear uh, what your summer plans are or what you think about uh, what uh, we're talking about with creative activities or simply a way for me to go to the beach and not get burned. And as the Beach Boys said, it's fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the tambourine away. Oh, <laughs>